guys, it's Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares, and we are back on our second half. A huge shout out to this sponsor, which is Five Marketing for all of your website needs. He actually did Kicking Cancer's website, right? He helped us make some modifications to it. Okay, so we perfect. can get into that a little bit here during this last half hour. Yes, you used his expertise. Yes. So and thank you, Mike, for your expertise. <laughs> so um, definitely reach out to him for any and all of your website needs. He's amazing. All right. So your shocking information for today. So if you remember, as we talked about Jennifer's story in the past, yes, I did mention some things that she's taking, some drugs that she's taking. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that I'm really clear here. I am not by any means judging Jennifer's decisions. Right. No. I mean, for crying out loud, if I was on palliative care, I'd be looking for an answer I could find too. Uh-huh. Absolutely. But I do want to bring to light some of the facts about these drugs. Okay. Okay. I think that's pretty fair to say yeah, that for the listeners, absolutely. right? Yeah. Uh, she, there's a couple of different drugs that are utilizing a new technique called immunotherapy. Okay. And we've talked about it before. Do you remember what it is? I, you'll have to refresh my memory. Okay. Uh, a, a, immunotherapy is basically using your own immune system to attack the cancer. That's right. Okay. And I brought in my friend Chris, his <laughs> book, Crispy Cancer. But I thought I'd read from the book because it does a really good job of actually explaining He says, immunotherapy is currently the hottest trend in cancer treatment world. And as I write this, there are roughly 800 clinical trials underway using immunotherapy drugs. Oh, wow. So we have figured out that cut it out, burn it out, poison it out may not be the best choice. Right. So let's use our own body as a way to get it out. Yeah. That's immunotherapy. Okay. But you still have to do a trial to see if it's going to work. Okay. And what they're doing with Ozzy is immunotherapy. Oh, oh, Okay. Because they're taking the CAR T cells yeah. out of his blood. They're using his own immune system. They're using his own immune system to attack the cancer. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It it's is. A whole lot, especially with something like Ozzy, where you can't cut that tumor off. Right. Now you're out of options, and the poor kid's got to die. Yeah. But you have to have clinical trials to prove they work. Mm-hmm. So he says there's roughly 800 clinical trials underway using immunotherapy drugs. But this initial results do not justify the hype. Okay. Immunotherapy drugs only show a response rate about 20% of patients for some cancers and have no effect on other cancers. Oh, okay. That's why you have to keep doing clinical trials. Prove they're going to work. Figure it out. Yeah. Right? Um, It's currently estimated that only 8% of cancer patients will get any benefit in terms of tumor shrinkage or delayed cancer progression from immunotherapy drugs. Okay. That don't make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So the one I wanted to bring to light was a commercial that I saw recently, and it was specifically about lung cancer. And it's amazing how these cancer commercials have such a sweet little voice talking, oh, and they yeah. make it all warm and fuzzy, mm-hmm. right? But the commercial actually mentioned two drugs, and I went to the book, and I found these two drugs. They just perked your interest? They just perked like, my interest. Okay. So he says, one example of a headline-making trial that reported that combining Yervo and Obdivo okay. to treat cancers with melanoma, which is a form of skin cancer, increased average progression survival by 11 and a half months. Okay. So if you have melanoma and there's two types of skin cancer, there's a topical, which is basal cell carcinoma, and there's a type that actually digs into your skin, the fight, you know, the tissue. Right. That's melanoma. That's the, that's the okay. worst Okay. Okay. So they have melanoma. They put them on these two immunotherapy drugs, and there's an 11 and a half months that they live longer. Okay. Which 
was much better than either drug alone. So by combining them, it's more powerful. You get okay. But cost nearly three hundred thousand dollars per patient. Whoa! There's my shocking number for you. Three hundred thousand dollars for eleven and a half months. Wow! Of life. At what Whoa. point? At what point within the the cancer world do we stop putting a price tag on someone's life? Yeah. And what type of dis- – that's got to be really hard for someone to say, okay, well, I want to do these drugs, but <laughs> do I have $300,000 to do that so that I can live 11 months longer? And what if it doesn't work? And then who's going to pay that $300,000? Is that my family's debt? Is that my debt? That's a – That's the a, financial toxicity we talked about several episodes yeah, ago. That's a lot. That's a big burden. Well, I think what's interesting that Chris brings up here, he says, coincidentally – only 11.5% of patients had combined remission during the trial. In other words, of all people on this trial, only 11.5% actually saw results from the trial. 11.5% that actually saw it do what it's supposed to do. That's not very many. It's not very many. So out of 100, that's 11 people. <laughs> yeah, out of 11, 11 people out yeah. of 100. Right. Wow. But 65% of the patients in the trial had to stop the therapy because of drug toxicity or disease progression or death. So 65 out of 100 people, either they had some weird reaction, that's the disease toxicity, or the disease actually got worse, or they died. Wow. Let's not talk about the 65%. Let's just focus on this 11% that was... Good. It got they got eleven for three hundred thousand dollars. Right, for eleven months of extra life. Right. He says another wow. trial on Opdivo for lung cancer. This is where Jennifer's story kind of comes in, okay. right? So they're trying Opdivo for lung cancer. Reported that patients had an extra three months of life at a cost of a hundred thousand dollars. <sighs> three months for a hundred thousand dollars. So it actually says, based on these findings, Bristol-Myers Squibbs actually trademarked the slogan, a chance to live longer. A chance. So when I was watching that commercial, at the very end, a, a trademark is that little R that you right. see, right? So you can't use Nike's logo because they've trademarked the logo. Mm-hmm. You can't use Coke. So they, so they trademarked. They actually paid to not let anyone else use this phrase. Right. A chance to live longer. They trademarked it. But it's a chance to live longer. For the Not use a very up. big chance no. either. And it says they trademarked it for the use in their commercials. Now, here's what I find interesting. And this is actually in the disclaimers. Okay. So, typically, you'll see it uh, on a product. The disclaimers are really, really tiny print. Really little. Yep. Yeah. And in a commercial, they say them super fast. But you can't even understand them. Right. But they have to, for the lawyers, put them in there. Right. So here's here's a direct quote for the disclaimer. Opdivo can cause your immune system to attack normal organs and tissues in any area of your body and can affect the work the way they work. So it will attack other organs so that the other organs don't work the way they're supposed to work. Wow. These problems can sometimes become serious or life-threatening and actually lead to death. I would imagine if some medications started making my other organs malfunction, that's going to be really, really bad. Well, if they were used to try to stop your lung cancer, and now your heart is not functioning. Right. You've right? got a bigger problem on your hands now. Yeah. 
or your liver's not functioning. Wow. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's actually a disclaimer that they put in the ad. Okay. Because they have to. Yeah. Says another immunotherapy drug, Keytruda, which is another one that Jennifer's doing, is estimated to cost as much as one million dollars per year per patient. Holy smokes! How do you survive? How, <laughs> How do you, do you not- justify that cost? How? How was that cost ever justified? I know. Wow. So there's my shocking fact for you. That was pretty shocking. But I did find I did bring Whoa. you a solution. Oh, look at you go. <laughs> look at you go. You, well, br- you bring a problem and then you're like, but wait. But wait, there is a solution. There's a solution. There's a gentleman I met. <clears throat> he lives up in Portland. Okay. And I do believe as time moves on, you're going to hear him more often because I think he actually wants to sponsor our show. Okay. That's awesome. His name is Mark Kramer. And he's with a company called Global Life. Well, here's the problem is when you hear the name of his company, you think life insurance. I, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Global Life. Mm-hmm. Except what he offers is cancer care insurance. Really? So, and that's, the, I don't think I've ever heard of that. I hadn't until I met Mark. Okay. So I brought one of his brochures in, mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave it with you. Okay. So if anyone actually emails, you can actually refer to the Direct brochure. Direct where to go. Right? Um, it says, cancer will occur in three out of four families. Wow. Now, all the statistics in here are from the American Cancer Society's facts and figures dated 2019. These are very current stats. Okay. Okay. So it's not just made up for the brochure. Nope. And, and again, if anyone wants to call in, you've got the brochure yep. it's right there at the bottom. Three out of four families are going to be affected by cancer. More than six out of ten people will with cancer will survive. Six out of ten will survive. Okay. The bad news is cancer can be expensive, totaling more than $226 billion collectively right. in the United States. That's so much money. So much money. So now I'm looking at this diagram here that they've got. And it kind of looks like an iceberg. Yep. Am I right? You do. Okay, yeah. And the interesting thing for the people that actually understand icebergs, I'm going to use the Titanic as an example. Uh, Yep. So people see an iceberg, and you see this much ice above. There's so much ice below the water. Right. There's more underneath than there is. And that was the problem with the Titanic was there was so much ice underneath the water that it just ripped the whole side of the boat out, Mm -hmm. right? Except in your diagram here, there's a little bit of ice above the water. And a lot of ice below the water. Mm-hmm. And the ice above the water is $103 billion. And what's that in relation to? So that's the direct cost. That cancer has for patients? So like doctor bills, hospital charges, medical expenses. Those are your direct costs. Okay. Except below the water in our iceberg mm-hmm. is $123 billion. So it's more it's than more. the top. And those are the indirect costs. Jeez. You would Which, think that the direct costs would be the ones that would get you the most. You would think. So what's in the indirect? Uh, lost income. 100%. Lost savings. Yeah. Living expenses when you go to a trial like Ozzy. Right, right. Insurance limitations. You've maxed out your Absolutely, insurance. Absolutely, right? yeah. Travel for the best treatment in the world. Second opinions. Victoria Shin talked about that a few weeks yeah. ago. Right? Go wherever you need to go for the, the best opinion. Yeah, best absolutely. Um, in-home care. I would imagine that Jennifer Beaumont would love to have some in-home care. Yeah. Child care. Yeah. I mean, Ozzy's got a little sister. Yeah, absolutely. So all of those are Jeez. indirect costs, and that's a higher cost than the direct cost. The emotional 
cost as well for all of that. Uh, the what and mental. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure when you were going through that indirect list with me, that was it was like, wow. Does that deja view you about well, 16 years ago? Right. Well, it's like the things that they have to figure out, like the child care. Okay, we have to find child care so we can go to this clinical trial or we have, to, you know, we have got three doctor's appointments or chemotherapy for a few hours. We've got to figure out this or everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not being able to go to work. you got to take off a bunch of work so that you can make these appointments. So but for- then how do you afford those appointments? How do you afford your rent when your, liter- your life is consumed? Yeah, I would encourage the listeners to go back in our podcast, the one called Financial Toxicity. And we talked about stage five cancer, which is where it metastasizes to your pocketbook. Yes, yes. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I mean, that's what this is all about. That's crazy. Yeah. Every time you put it into perspective, it's like it's, I mean, it hits me all over again because it's, it is. Because you've been there. It's crazy just how much these things can cost. Yep. Well, the thing I love about what Mark's doing. Um, and again, I'm going to leave this. Uh, I'm pretty sure that in the, in the next few weeks, you're going to hear more and more about Mark because he does want to sponsor our show and get more involved with getting cancer. Right. Mostly because people don't know this exists. Right. So it's a form of advertising for him. But if anyone does get a hold of you, there's a there's a link. The great thing is that all of this, there's several policies, and I'm not even going to try to get into the numbers because right. that's Mark's job. But what I do know is if you do not get cancer, they pay you that back. Really? It's a, it's a no-lose. Okay. So, like, let's say if I signed up today for me, my son, my husband, and we all got it, and none of us got cancer, we can actually get that money sure. back. Yep. And wow. again, I'm speaking for Mark, so Mark will give you the exact right. details. But, right. But the fact that you could actually be insured. Now, when I met Mark, I realized that from the things I was talking about, Based upon predictions, every other American is going to have cancer mm-hmm. in 20 years if I don't start talking prevention more seriously. Right. Or we don't start talking more seriously. Except in the meantime, they do have cancer. And Mark has a product to help you because the odds are there's two of us in this room. Yeah. One of us is going to get cancer. Right. And so knowing this is a product that would help you. Uh, and there's so much it covers. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to do a sales pitch for Mark, but the very fact that it's going to cover a bone marrow transplant up to $30,000. That's amazing. That'll be so much. That'll help so much. Yeah. What are some of the other things it covers? You don't have to get into the numbers, but maybe just Well, a, a couple of indirect costs. It's going to cover family member lodging. That's amazing. It's going to cover family member transportation. So think about when you had to go to Philadelphia. Mhm. And you had to fly out there. Yeah. Was that a cost you had to incur yourself? I was actually. This would have covered it. That's this would have covered your transportation cost to Philadelphia. That just takes off so much stress of what you're already dealing with. Because financial, whether you've got cancer or not, I'm finan- there's always financial stress within yeah. everything that hits you unexpectedly. And so to, to try and figure out lodging and travel and extra expenses that you weren't expecting, it that would be such a, a peace of mind. Well, I'm going to leave me, this for you. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we'll we'll get more in this uh, as Mark gets more involved with the station. But I just wanted to bring you some of these shocking numbers that are out there. Right, absolutely. But I got to bring you a story. Okay. So along our timeline, right? We're, we're in the summer of 2019 right now. Okay. You know, based upon our stories, it's it's July of 2019. I had gone to a guy that you and I both know, Jason Lewis. Oh yeah. In January of 2019. 
again, I formed this at the end of 18, mm-hmm. January 19. I had this vision in my head of a website, and I said, I remember saying that with Jason and his daughter Jennifer, and she was the webmaster, and I took a piece of paper out, and I literally drew this huge funnel, and I said, I want to be a megaphone of a way for people to get all this information. Right. And he saw my vision. And he and Jennifer built this amazing one one page of a website that was ready to go by the summer of 2019. That's amazing. Except I had to pay him. Right. <laughs> like it was going to cost me $1,000 to build the page, mm-hmm. and they wanted half of it as a down payment. Right. So I headed off to the Corvallis Nights. Again, Jennifer's going to f- feed into this because I got an invitation that first year to go down there. As a, as a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So they were doing a 50 raffle with nonprofits, and we were the nonprofits they picked. And I remember as I drove down there, I, I looked up to the sky and I said, God, I need to make $500 today. I need to make enough money today to pay Jason so I can activate the website. Yeah. When it was all said and done, we made $527. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. You know what Jason said? What? Ask God for more next time. <laughs> <laughs> that Jason's a smart fellow. <laughs> so I come back from that event in the middle of July, and we activated the website. And then they've just been so great to work with. We've got multiple pages on there now. We've got right. stories. We've got newsletters. We've got resources. Events. All of that. All those events. Mm-hmm. And they just have been great to work. They're not doing it for free. And I didn't expect them to. But they give us a really nice discount. Right. And eventually, I went to Jason. I said, What's what's your why? And I, I had heard a phrase that's it's the why that makes you cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The why that makes you cry. Yep. And Jason told him about his friend named Laurent. So today's story is a memory of Laurent. Okay. Which is Jason's why. Okay. Right? Yeah. It, 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 it was a reason that Jason wanted to help me. Right. Absolutely. Um, for those that haven't met Jason Lewis, he's with Lewis Media Group over in Kaiser. And in 1987, he had finished up his schooling. He was an electrical engineer, young young guy. Right. And he heads off to uh, come work for a company. And one of the other new hires was a guy named Laurent Corre. Okay. Um, he says, Laurent was from the French-speaking side of Geneva, Switzerland. Oh, that's cool. That's way cool. That is. I, mean, I didn't realize it was a French-speaking, but apparently Switzerland is kind of in the middle, and on one side is France, the other side is Germany. Okay. So he was from the French-speaking side of Switzerland, <clears throat> and he had moved over here to the United States in Portland, and they were both project engineers. And one of their early projects, Jason says, is that they were doing some projects for the UPS division of uh, Moro Inc. Okay. Well, Jason heads off and he goes to work for Pyramid Technologies and then he worked for InFocus and Wilsonville. He, he kind of took his engineering degree a different direction. Right. Laurent and he were best friends for forever. They were just the best of friends. Laurent went on to form his own company. And it was called Musical Instrument Digital Interface. Okay. Which is a lot of fancy little words, but right. very tactical sounding. Right. I always tell Jason that the words you said are English, not what you just said. <laughs> <clears throat> I said, you had to teach me how to spell SEO. <laughs> <laughs> but Lorenz there in Northeast Portland, and right after Laurent got his very first customer, 
he was diagnosed with brain cancer. Oh, gosh. Brain cancer is a tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, they're all tough. That's... There's not an easy one. There's there's not. There's not. I just feel like brain cancer, that, that's a... Yeah. You're navigating the brain. Yeah. And, that's, and that's, here we are with Ozzy and yeah, brain cancer. Exactly. So this would have been 10 years after they first met. They met in 87. Now we're talking 1997. Okay. Jason says that Laurent was his very best friend. He was like the brother he never had. Um, he and and Jason and his wife would go over there with Laurent and his wife and their little kids as Laurent went through his journey. Um, ultimately, and I just want to I just want to read Jason's words here. <clears throat> he says uh, there was treatment, time in and time out of hospitals. Eventually, his final weeks, he was at the Hope House Hospice in Portland. Again, we took palliative care right. hospice. It was in his va- final weeks. And he went to this hospice house. It was devastating. He was my best friend, the brother I never had, after less than a year battle. Wow, so it took him quick. He passed away in hospice in 1997. Dang it. Brain cancer is a tough one to beat. Yeah. It's a really tough one to beat. Do you know the statistics on it? For brain cancer as a whole? Yeah. No, but if you just kind of ad lib for a second, I might be able to find it. <laughs> we do We do still have our article here of the war on cancer, and I can probably find you a statistic It'd on It'd just brain be cancer. interesting because I feel like, like I was saying, how the, the, the brain is, I mean, that's what makes us function. Right. It makes us who we are, and so you throw an invasive tumor in there, and I feel like if you do survive, I feel like there's a lot of side effects Maybe more than other uh, cancers would be. Is Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. In fact, I decided to put this one in a sleeve because I figured you'd throw these numbers at me more often. Right. So, that, again, this is that article from AARP that was the 50, the war on cancer in 50. Yeah. And in this, it talks about two numbers. So, in 1975, the survival rate of brain cancer was 23%. How much? 23. 23. Okay. 23. And in 2013, it had gone to 35. So not much of a difference. Not much improvement. And it says the cost of treatment is the highest of any cancer. Really? Brain because cancer. Because it's the, the neuros. The, it's you, those you've surgeons. Got, you've, got a, you've got an organ here that is, you don't want to be messing around too much with that organ. <laughs> no. There's so many, you do one wrong move and somebody could lose their speech, their sight. Well, and again, Everything. we talked with when Victoria was here, mm-hmm. and you know the cost of any product, and one of those costs is labor. Right. And if if I want if I have a doctor that's working on brain surgery, I want the best doctor in there, and I want you to pay that doctor well because mm-hmm. he's oh, yeah. trying to get this thing out of my brain. Mm-hmm. So the cost is high because you've got doctors that are fairly well paid. Yeah. But you want doctors that are well paid. Right. You're dealing with the brain. You want the specialty. You want but, the special. But the survival rate really hasn't improved a whole lot. That's too bad. So I realized that. And I'm going to announce today, I started to do this before COVID. Mm-hmm. And we had like two weeks in and then COVID hit. Ugh. So I'm going, to, I'm going to resurrect this. Okay. I'm going to, we're going to start this in January because today is the first Saturday in December. Okay. So we're just the first Saturday of every single month. And I'm going to encourage our listeners to do that. Whatever city you live in, you can do this wherever you is. But the key is at 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. On the first Saturday, you find a park. Now, in Salem, we'll pick a riverfront park. 
We're going to go there where that little amphitheater's at. Oh, okay. We're going to gather in order to remember those that passed away. So you don't let them die in vain. Don't let them die in vain. I love it. And I'm pretty sure Jason will be there in support of his friend. Okay, so uh, January... Whatever that first Saturday is in January, we'll find a calendar here really quick so we can officially announce this. But Take a little peek. Yeah, it's going to be the first Saturday of every single month. So it's January the 7th. Okay, so January 7th at 8 a.m. at the riverfront if you're in Salem. Yep, but if you know what, if you're in Albany, pick a, pick a park in Albany. If you're in Corvallis, if you're in Yuma, Arizona, mm-hmm. Brenda, pick a park in Yuma. <laughs> and, and tell your friends and gather together. And this is just a chance for us to remember those we've lost so they do not die in vain. Absolutely. All right, well, with that, I'm going to give a huge shout-out to our sponsor, Five Marketing. Thank you so much. You're absolutely amazing. And we will be back next Saturday as as the the movement movement continues. continues.